something in my spirit says, take your time. Make sure the people hear what is being said. Listen, things are not going to be like they used to be. We've come through an entire year and a half of a pandemic. And while some people are trying to force things back, people's minds have changed. My mind has changed. I wish somebody hear me. Amy, I have a new outlook on life. I have a new outlook on life. And, and we're seeing that death that we know is coming can happen at any moment to any one of us at any time. We lost in America over 600,000 people. Devastating families, friends. But God spared us. Hallelujah. He spared us. Sister Pat, you hear what I'm saying? We've got to understand that God has given us a gift of life. Life is a gift. And this entire lesson is dealing with how do you now live your best abundant life? So I pray that the principles that I've shared, thank you, uh, Greg. I know you want to keep playing so we can see your new blue shoes. Glory to God. <laughs> they look good, Greg. They look good. Oh, those are Jordans. Oh, that's why. Those are Jordans. All right, all right. Let me get another list. All right. The Lord said, I... I have come that they may have life and that they may have it, how? More abundantly. I tried to finish up on this lesson Wednesday and just could not because uh, the time and the information that I was providing. So I'm going to, to, to continue at that point that I left off, and like I said, I heard something in my spirit say, don't rush this, don't rush it. Let it sink in. That's why I encourage you. This might not be normal that we consider for a church service or a Sunday service, but I want to give something to us that we can live. Hear me, hear me, listen, I'm telling you, I've got new, I, it's all right to shout. And we've had our worship, but we need a word that is going to take us through. With all of the changes that are happening, the word of God is our only constant. And having someone to rightly divide the word of truth. So, for that reason, the three points that I always bring out before getting started is you've got to learn something new, which means you might have to unlearn some old things. You can't put new wine in old wineskin. So in order to receive 
new wine, new revelation. I wish somebody hear me. New revelation. You've got to then get some new wine skin and stop trying to force it into a mindset that we've had for decades. <laughs> we've got to get a new mindset for new wine. Okay. Number two, you're not going to get a windfall of money. No one is going to leave you an inheritance and that bird is not going to drop the winning mega power lottery ticket in your front yard. And you better not go buy one. All right. It means you have to work. God's going to give us the tools, the supplies, and the instructions. But to have the best abundant life you got to work for it. I'm going to deal with that in the next lesson. And then lastly, never stop dreaming. Never stop setting goals. I don't care if your former dreams did not come to pass. Don't let that deter you from still dreaming. Still set goals. Because if the devil can get you to stop dreaming, he's got you. You've put yourself in a box that this is the rest of my life. I'm going to live in this box. The devil is a lie. I'm coming out, and I'm not Diana Ross either. Even though she is, after 15 years, cutting a new record, hallelujah, and still look good, glory to God. You're all right, Angela. You're all right. You're all right. Lesson two, we've been dealing with live your best abundant life, your. Somebody shout, your. Live your best abundant life. Too often we try to look at somebody else's life and be like them. Now, it's great when somebody can inspire you. Come on. And you let their life be an inspiration, but something happens when you then change that it's competition, and you become envious, and you say, how come they have this, and I got this, and I, I want to have what they have, and I want to have more than what they have. You live your life. The adversary will always try to make you feel the grass is greener on the other side. Not knowing it's artificial grass. And you've got the real thing. You just got to work and make sure it's green. Your, do you hear me? Again, this is about your life. It's about your life. What is it that you want to do? What are the dreams that you have? Where do you want God to take you? Your life, not somebody else's life. Not about what somebody else is doing. You got to know what makes you happy. I wish somebody hear me. Somebody who's looking for a wife, they might want something thin. Somebody else wants something they can cuddle at night and... They like a lot of cuddling. 
They, they want to be warm. The emphasis is, what is it that you like? What do you want? Your abundant life. You can become so frustrated looking at somebody else's life and trying to be like them and, and being envious of them, and you don't even know their story. You don't know their story. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what their aspirations are. You live your best life. Glory to God. So, let me keep on moving here. The, the scripture said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Everything you need. The Lord will provide to his children. I, I mentioned it last week. Uh, my daughters did not have to beg for stuff that they needed. You know, uh, the little song, my baby needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Our children, as fathers, listen, we provide for them. So, so if we do that with our earthly children, how much more does God, who is our heavenly father, will provide for his children? God's done it before. He'll do it again. And then, of course, since he's going to give us everything we need, then we have to understand, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of what? Your heart. There's that word again. But the question is, what are your desires? I was impressed of the Spirit. People really don't know what they want. That's because... As I mentioned last week, what determines a person's values? Values, of course, are those things that are important to us. The characteristics, the behaviors that motivate us and guide our decisions. And while values are formed by our childhood, our culture, our environment, our life experiences, becoming a Christian believer means a lifestyle change. When you become a Christian believer, your lifestyle must change from the old ways that you used to walk. You have to reassess now what is important to me. And the scripture uh, from Ephesians chapter 2, uh, using the message version, so impacting. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You thought you were living it up and you were really dying it down. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. We all did it. None of us came into this world perfect. We're striving every day to be like Christ. And I don't care if you grew up in the church, sometimes those become the worst ones. 
because they have a mindset that I'm good. No, we all are sinners saved by grace. Hallelujah. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing. When we felt like doing it, all of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. When we think where we should be, but God still loved us in spite of. We've all made some wrong decisions. Somebody say amen. amen. Don't act like you've not uh, done some things that you didn't want somebody else to find about. We all got a closet. And, I'm not, and some don't have skeletons in there. Some got some live folk in there. <laughs> and we praying nobody finds that live body back there. I know I'm telling the truth. When we talk about abundant life, we talk about health, family and relationships, personal enrichment, enjoyment, pleasure, and ministry or purpose. These are the five categories that I consider the main areas of abundant living. Stay with me. Now, I've dealt with in the uh, last week, and you can always go back and view it online uh, since we're still streaming this. We dealt with health. We dealt with family and relationships. And today, I want to highlight personal enrichment, enjoyment, pleasure, and ministry or purpose if I can get to it. Now, when I talk about your health, health is what we need that, that, is, that is vital to us living. I mentioned it was in, uh, I mentioned this on Wednesday. The National Institute of Health, the NIH, is conducting a study to observe and follow those Select individuals that are 90 years old and older. And in a CBS uh, 60 Minutes uh, program, Leslie Stahl, this was late last year. I like to give credentials so you don't believe I'm just talking. Leslie Stahl interviewed Dr. Claudia Kawas. She's a professor, a physician at the University of California at Irvine. She made this statement. Half of all children born today in the U.S. and Europe is going to reach their 103rd or 104th birthday. And Leslie Stahl said, half? I was thinking the same thing when I heard it. We have been given the opportunity for life. Now, we can't control those factors such as an accident or a drunk driver or a stray bullet or, or somebody who uh, gets mad and, and does some foolish stuff. We can't control that. That's why we ask God, cover us with the blood. That's why we have a spiritual father that we can go to. That's why we bless automobiles. That's why we bless babies. That's why we ask God, uh, cover us. We anoint our homes. I wish someone hear me. Those are the things we can't control. But there's some things we can control. 
that will allow us to live life. You know, we looked at the scripture. If I can live three score years and ten, I made it. Oh, the Lord is saying, I got way more than that for you. And that's what I want you to see, that the Lord wants us to have abundant life, to reach a hundred and still be in our right minds, still have use and activity of our limbs, still with a desire to be a, a child of God and have purpose. Uh, those three mothers over there, and I saw Mother Mitchell somewhere in Mother Parks. All my, all my mothers of the church, stand up where you're at. All the mothers of the church. Look at these mothers. Look at them, Mother Parker. Holly, look at these. They, they still driving. Still have good minds. Still will get on you if you do something wrong. I just say sit down. How old are you, Mother Fleming? 82. How old are you, Mother Grayson? 79. Mother Kinslow, 86 years old. Mother Parks, how much? 77. Mother Mitchell, 89 years old. And still looking good. <laughs> Mother Parker, 74. She's not a mother, but, but Mother McKeithen stood up. She wanted to get in on this. How old are you, Mother McKeithen? 88. Come on and give God praise for our mothers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just sharing with you that God still wants us to have life. And we've got to raise the bar and not feel my life is over at 75. I'm 65 and got my Corvette. I'm going to drive that for the next 25 years. I might be going 30 miles an hour, but I'll be looking good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mindset. Somebody shout mindset. mindset. It's helping us to understand that the Lord has promised us and wants us to have abundant life. Don't give up on your dream. You had that, you still got the big bus? You better start getting it ready. You got to have it. He, he's got one of those big coaches. And of course, COVID shut down things, but he had a dream with his wife of getting into the transportation business with the, that big uh, coach, 40, 46 passengers, 57 passengers. And COVID came and things shut down and no doubt he said, oh my, wasted, wasted uh, investment. No, not the right time. Not the right time. I'm here to encourage everybody, your time is coming. I'm here to encourage you. God is about to blow your mind out of nowhere. Money's not coming, but an opportunity is coming. 
And you got to be ready when that door opens. You can't be getting ready. You got to get, you got to walk through that door. Oh, I heard the Holy Ghost. When, when, when you, you've been waiting for that special person to come in your life, when they come, you better be ready. You can't get your hair ready because uh, some of y'all take so much time to get your hair ready anyway. <laughs> you got to be ready. Next, I talked about your family and relationships. Why is family important? Family is the glue that holds us together. Look, abundant life is about family. And I use family broadly because that even includes friends and others who are like family. There is a brother that stick. there is a, a, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Family is the glue. And I shared this the other day. Uh, Amelia, our granddaughter, Angela, takes her, and, and of course, Amaris and Dave, they're doing an excellent job as parents. And uh, Angela took Amelia the other day to craft. She's only two and a half, but sometimes I think Angela thinks she's 12 years old. And she took her to a place where they have like uh, ceramic and you paint them and she goes and puts her paint on. She loves school buses, so she got a school bus, painted it up, brought it home, and I knew it was going to happen. Inevitable, it was going to fall. And because it's uh, ceramic, it broke. Angela immediately got the pieces together glued it back. I don't know if she used Gorilla Glue or what. Hot glue. And there it was just like brand new. That's what family does. It's going to happen in all of our lives. Something's going to happen that shatters and thank God there's a family there to help us put it back together. Even when the family said, you shouldn't do it, you did it anyway, got you in trouble, they don't come saying, uh-huh, I told you. They said, come on, let me just put it back together. That's what family does. And that's why family is so important. Listen, if you've not spoken to some family members, you've been disconnected, I am challenging you this week. Call one of your family members. Call some cousins, call some aunts. Some of you have been uh, uh, on the outs with your parents, your grandparents, your children. Uh, you haven't talked to that child because they still owe you uh, $37.25 <laughs> that they borrowed two years ago. Family has been shown is a link to a person's mental health and better academic performance. And when you have family closeness, it helps you to live longer. Now, my time really is about up, 
but I, I got to just get this next part in. Can I do that? I want to talk about your personal enrichment. That's the third of the five categories that I believe defines abundant life. Personal enrichment is the process of increasing or bettering your intellectual and spiritual self. Oh. Please note, there's a difference between professional enrichment and personal enrichment. Professional enrichment is when you seek to learn more so you can improve your status in your particular profession. They call those even CEC, C, Continuing Education Units or Credits. You go to school to get a degree. You get your degree. You get a master's degree. You get certification in certain areas of specialty. Then you have to continue that. Angela, who's a nurse, even though she works one day a week sometimes. <laughs> and she said sometimes too. She's at that point in her life that she can be rewarded for her hard labor. How long have you been a registered nurse? 47 years. So that's what I'm talking about. How come she goes to work one day a week? She didn't work many days, double time, nights, all those years that now she can be rewarded and go when she wanna go. But even with one day a week, she still has to be certified continually like somebody else who's working full time. That's professional enrichment. Personal enrichment, listen, is when you want to add something to your life that no one is making you, but you want to on your own. So that even in your golden years, your mind is still working. And you have, you have a desire to learn. Listen, I've gone to school. I've gotten degrees. I am not going back to college for another degree. The devil is a lie. But I wouldn't mind going back to college for some classes of, of subjects that I'm interested in. That there's no pressure that this is going to help me get a better job at New Bethel. No, no, I still do some things for certification and learn how to be still a better leader. Listen, I'm always learning, but I don't have to now prove myself here at New Bethel Church. I now want to enjoy life, so if there's some subjects that I want to learn, that I want to now be able to uh, uh, indulge in, I don't mind going to a community college. I don't mind going online. I wish someone hear me because I want to do something for myself. And I'm encouraging you 
irregardless of what your age is. Abundant life is about your personal enrichment, adding something that you feel that you want to know and learn about. We celebrated Juneteenth yesterday. Now, some of y'all be honest. Y'all didn't know what Juneteenth was. You just went along with the crowd. Amen. And still don't know what it is. So much has happened in black history that we were not taught as children that was purposefully uh, 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 hid from us. That I'm taking interest now, just, you know, what happened in Tulsa, uh, what would happen with the Underground Railroad. We were just given uh, tidbits, not realizing the vastness of history that black Americans have. And the same is with Hispanics, that community, and others. Oh, glory to God. You might have a special interest in astronomy. Don't, don't let somebody make you feel bad because you're looking at the stars. But, but maybe that has always fascinated you, the constellations, that you can go to a planetarium and, and, and get into that information. Angela has started, and now we have almost a greenhouse in our home. She's got plants Everywhere. <laughs> and she's doing an excellent job. Beautiful plants, they're growing. And she's learned about them. She gets uh, coffee grounds and puts that in the, as fertilizer. And she even got a special lamp that she puts on them at night, raising the electric bill for these plants. After all these years, I finally got a fish. I had more than one, but there's one left. <laughs> Through trial and error. You remember that uh, Bill, uh, Bill Cosby show and the, and the little one lost her fish and had the funeral at the, at the, uh, the, the commode? I've had a few funerals at the commode. <laughs> But the one I got left is doing well. But I had to learn. You see what I'm saying? It's interest. I started off with a small one. Next time I'll get a bigger tank. But I'm saying these are things that you take interest in. Ah, why are you spending your money on a fish? Why are you spending money on that catfish sandwich you eating? It's about your personal enrichment. Listen, museums, presidential libraries, those are things that I take interest in. I might never have to use that. But you know what? It makes me feel satisfied. I might not ever go to Jeopardy and give them the right answer. But I want to have that. Mother Parks, you hear what I'm saying? I love reading. This is me. You might hate reading. I'm not hating on you because this is about your abundant life and how you can be enriched. 
I'm not a chef. I think I could be. But I was an only child. People have been cooking for me all my life. And Angela's an excellent cook. Now, I know how to make some oatmeal and uh, some toast. Some boiled eggs. <laughs> and I make, I make Angela her cream of wheat. But, but, but I'm not like Pastor Relaford and others who take pride in their uh, culinary skills. You see what I'm saying? Brother Rainey, he's a cook. Stand up, Brother Rainey. This is Minister Rainey, Elder Rainey. He, he's a, he, he worked in the veterans for years. How many years did you work as a chef or a cook in the military? 26 years. He knows how to manage feeding hundreds of soldiers. They had him come, and he, that's why he was even in Leavenworth, to be able to cook those meals. That's what I'm saying. God gives each of you talent. Somebody else's artistic can, can draw. It's about what you want. Listen, and I don't care how bad you feel you are or your skill set, you can learn. You can get interest. Oh, my time is about up. Can I keep it just a little bit more? Angela and I, we went to Las Vegas early on our road trip, and we went to the Mobs Museum, the Mobsters Museum in Las Vegas. Oh, she loves museums. Angela loves it. anything old she likes. She loves museums. Whenever we travel, she wants to go to a museum. So we went to the Moss Museum, and it's like three floors. We've been to the, um, the African-American Museum. We've also been to the uh, uh, Holocaust Museum in D.C., all the, the various museums there. And she doesn't even know it yet, but I bought her a ticket to go see the, uh, uh, the Auschwitz uh, that they have at the Grand Central Station. And, and I'm saying, those are the things you do that's right in your neighborhood. So, as I was saying, we went to the Mobsters Museum, three floors, and we, I got the activity that we can uh, uh, be uh, skilled or they'll teach us a lesson on shooting guns. I have never shot a gun. My grandfather brought, gave me his old shotgun because they used to shoot squirrels. I mean, remember that. And they would bring home the squirrels and you put them on your bike, on, those, on the uh, handlebars of your bike. So you'd be riding down the street with squirrels, squirrel tails. The squirrel tails, I'm sorry, the tails. <laughs> Sister Bully, stop acting up a here. So we, were, we went through, they actually showed us how to use a gun. They told us what type of gun it was. It didn't shoot actual bullets, but it was like uh, something that shot uh, like, a, like not even pellets. It was like lights or something, lasers, but it was an actual real gun. We got in there, and they told us what to do. <laughs> we were partners. 
And they actually had real live people, like in an escape house, escape room. And uh, they gave us the instructions on what to do. Now, Angela is supposed to be watching my back. <laughs> so this woman was in there, and she was acting off. And I was trying to talk to her and calm her down. And she reached for a gun that she had hidden. <laughs> Angela was supposed to be watching my back. She just could look at them. Thank God I had my pow, pow, pow. <laughs> you can get interested in anything. And, 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 and I've got to get ready to finish, but personal enrichment is to fulfill your, I said your, your desires. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Make the most of yourself, for that is all there is of you. You got to make the most of yourself. Come on, come on, Greg. I got to end. I'll pick this up on Wednesday and then continue to move on in this following week. But I pray that these lessons have been a blessing to you. It's all about life. Larry, hear me. I know God still has an anointing on your life. Sometimes the Lord has us go certain paths. And what I want to encourage you while we're yet waiting for the transplant. Don't stop living your best life. I'm here to encourage you, Lord. Lord just dropped you in my spirit. The adversary will make you feel your life is over. The most you can do is work, go home, get in your chair. No! Live! just live, but live your best abundant life. I don't care what your lot is. I don't care what conditions. Mary, do you hear me? Live your best life. I know sometimes you can't always get that leg to work it, but even if you can't, drag it to what you want to do. But don't stop living. Hallelujah. Oh, I, oh God. You might forget where your glasses are, where your keys are. But honey, when you figure out where your glasses and your keys are, get in your car and go. When you've got a job, don't be satisfied at the level you're at. Ask, how can I advance? How can I get to the next level? How can I move forward? And if they tell you there's a ceiling, break through or find someplace else to go. This is the word of the Lord. You're delivered. You're saved. You're ready for heaven, but how are you going to live on this earth? Glory to God. You don't have to do another thing for your salvation. Jesus paid it all.
You don't have to work for your salvation. God's grace saved us when we made him our king and our Lord. And when you've been blessed with the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord, you've got life. And if you're obedient to the Spirit, I wish somebody hear me, you will live knowing I've got heaven in my sight. But on my way, God wants us to live. Somebody shall live. live. Father, we thank you, God, for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, for caring so much about us. Thank you, Lord, for even these lessons to help change our mindset that we don't have to work for our salvation. That coming to church should be something that we're just happy about to worship you and to learn more about living. Not about hearing we're headed for hell. Oh God, I pray today somebody will make a choice and a decision to give their life fully to you. Now God, we thank you by faith in Jesus' name. Somebody give God praise if you're...